Fear is a liar. It is a voice in your head that tells you you can achieve or have the things you hope for or dream of. Many of us put roadblocks in our way without even realizing that the root cause of the roadblock is fear. I mean, who wants to be vulnerable, disappointed, or intimidated? Ignoring the root cause of your decision to not move forward with whatever your it may be will keep you from your calling, your purpose, love, and amazing experiences. Esther Marie knows all too well the faces of fear. Soon after starting to learn how to chase the waves surfing in California, she realized that her only fear wasn't the force of the ocean, but also the fear of the unknown, fear of love, and fear of getting hurt. While banding together with a group of surfer girls, she noticed a trend in fears that kept these audacious and daring surfer girls from living a life free of fear away from the water. Esther set off to tackle these fears by founding Fearless Co. and writing a book on Hindered by Fear, a guide to facing your fears and achieving your dreams. Esther has done just that by climbing mountains, surfing waves, traveling the world, and facing her emotions head on. She knows that you have the power within you to win against your fears, to live a life full of joy and confidence, the life that God has always intended you to see and have. So get ready to dive into some adventure talk and fear-slaying tips as we discuss six steps to conquering your fears and living your dreams. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle every area of life. Career, faith, motherhood, loss, fitness, fashion, health, and more. Girl, we're going to meet you right where you're at, right where you need it, keeping you one step ahead of the devil, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Come on, girl, let's get it. Hey, 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 you are in for a treat today. I have Esther Marie with me. She is a surfer gal, woman of God, a fearless conqueror of fear. And I'm just so excited to have you on today, Esther. Woo! Yeah, Erica, thank you so much. I'm so (laughs) excited. I'm like, wow, I love that intro. I'm all about facing our fears, but as fearless as I am, I still have challenges and fears to face daily. So I'm pumped for this conversation today. Oh, me too. Me too. And that's such a fun little segue into, I was thinking back when I had asked you to be on the podcast and how I had to overcome a fear myself. So just a little background story for the listeners. Esther and I don't really know each other. We've had a good <laughs> half We're hour. fresh friends. Yeah, we're fresh <laughs> friends. I love that. I totally, <laughs> totally feel that. You're my soul sister with uh, yes. knowing you for a half hour. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, but we we know each other basically for like a half hour and I had to get over a fear of rejection 
and vulnerability just to reach out to Esther. I actually had done one of her plans. She has a wonderful plan on the Bible app, and we'll talk about that today, but um, wonderful plan called Unhindered by Fear. And I saw a friend complete that, and it really intrigued me. So I completed it myself, and I was like, this thing rocks. And I was just really blown away by Esther. You can just tell her personality and just her heart through the plan. And so I was like, you know, I really, really want to reach out to her. And I know that this topic is just huge on a lot of people's hearts right now, obviously given the pandemic. And so I did that and we are sitting here today. (laughs) I can't even imagine anyone rejecting you. My goodness. You're like a little cupcake coming into my my inbox. I'm like, who is this sweetheart from Minnesota? (laughs) Oh my goodness. That makes me feel so good. So glad you reached out. I'm I'm incredibly honored to be here with you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So yeah, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and I should give a little more background. She has a plan on the Bible app called Unhindered by Fear, but that actually comes from her book that is Unhindered by Fear, A Guide to Facing Your Fears and Achieving Your Dreams. And the Bible app itself has about seven days of different fears that you can conquer and then action steps, but they stem from the book, which there's actually 40 days of those. She's also a, were you the founder or co-founder of Fearless Co? I'm the founder. The founder. Okay. So she's the founder of Fearless Co. So if you could give us a background of like how, you know, Fearless Co. came about, what it is, um, and the book and a little bit about, you know, how that book transpired through Fearless Co. as well. My name is Esther Marie. I'm a four-time book author, which is so fun and love writing so much ever since I was a little girl. About six years ago, I started a, actually it's an organization now, but back when I started it, it was a blog that no one read. I don't think I shared this with you in our previous conversation. <laughs> no. I kind of fast forwarded through it, but I love sharing this because people look at it now and the pretty website and the branding and the followers and the Instagram and you know the books and resources. But honestly, it was a blog that I started every Friday, called it Fearless Friday. And I would blog on facing fears and achieving your dreams. And no one read it, but I did it for like five months. And, you know, and I would share in my Facebook and stuff like that. And maybe some people read it, but it really was my personal journey of what I was going through in that season. And I was learning how to surf at the time. I had just moved to California from South Florida and had been here for about a year and I was just getting wrecked by the waves and (laughs) my prayer life was going to new levels as I'm like, you know, getting plummeted and talk about fear. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about real life fear. Like not the fear of rejection. Like I might not survive this. Yes. I'm getting eaten by a shark guys. Like (laughs) I shouldn't be afraid of this. I should not be fearless in this moment. (laughs) But I think in that season, my, my, just my relationship with God was just completely getting turned upside down as I was allowing these opportunities for my fear to come to the surface. And I had to face it. And I didn't realize how much more fear I had in other areas of my life beyond the waves that I was beginning to really confront as I was out there surfing. And so God was just using creation and the ocean and this whole concept of surfing to really bring it to life for me. And through that, 
I tapped into a community in my city in Huntington Beach, California, and I just started noticing that the girls in the surf community were really isolated and really competitive and really weren't coming together. And or so if they were, you know, it was a small group that you were not invited into. And I was like, you know what, we need to change that. I want to create opportunity for these girls to really connect and for us to face our fears together and grow together. So I just started walking up to chicks on the beach and saying like, Hey, you want to be my friend? Like, do you want to surf with me? And I'm just that type of person where I'm just like, no one's a stranger. And I just met tons of girls and we started this whole surf community and we called it Fearless Girl. And we actually launched a community organization as we raised awareness about human trafficking at the time, raised funds for a couple organizations and used our passion and our own personal struggles, basically, as a platform to help other women that were physically enslaved and in a really, I would say, fearful lifestyle, you know, being in human trafficking. And so, yeah, it was a really exciting time. And from there, it just snowballed into what is now called Fearless Co. And it's now more of an online presence. We've since dissolved the local community aspect, and we've really expanded it beyond just the adventure scene and adventure lifestyle. We really want every woman and even guys, there's now it's so much more of a co-ed reach, but it does have a niche towards women that I think is very special. And our whole premise is that we just want to unleash formulas and tools into people's hands to get them free from the fear that's holding them back from achieving their dreams. So we say our mission is to empower the underdogs to rise up unhindered by fear so that they may live out their daring potential. There's daring potential in everyone and fear is stopping you from tapping into that potential. So we create e-courses, books, we have merchandise. We've had events in the past where we're wanting to do some retreats in the future. So we've got a lot going on. And yeah, it's just so exciting to see what's happened these past six years and the impact we've been able to have. It's been a huge honor to be a part of. Wow. Wow. Talk about taking your fear and helping others. Yeah. Keeping it going, keeping that snowball effect going. That's amazing. For sure. So very cool. So then where did the book come into play? You've already written a couple books, I'm assuming. So how did the book Unhindered by Fear come about? As I was starting to make the transition from the community aspect, you know, we were just a bunch of misfit chicks meeting up in my house and we would just have these deep conversations. And I found myself having the same conversations and sharing the same strategies with each of these girls. And Mm. a lot of it was mentorship. A lot of these girls all came from different faith backgrounds. And that's really the heart of Fearless Coast, that we want people from a diverse background of faith to feel safe and that they belong and that they have room for conversation and questions. And so I just felt like, hey, if I could capture these conversations I'm having and this strategy that we're sharing and share that with the world, and I don't have to have a physical presence with these people, but really hand it to a girl that lives in another country, how cool would that be? And so um, at the time, I had a friend of mine who she actually came on board with me at Fearless Co. And um, we together wrote what is what was actually first called Fearless Girl. So we wrote this handbook on facing your fears and achieving your dreams. It's first called Fearless Girl. And it was just 30 days, like a devotional type. And we filmed an e-course at the same time called Fearless Girl Adventures. And we drove through California. We went to Yosemite, Big Sur, 
Kismo Beach and we hiked mountains. We did like little four wheelers and we surfed and we did all these crazy things while teaching the book in a course. So we broke it all down and that's actually free on the website, the Fearless Girl Adventures Guide. Yeah, that's kind of how it all came about is during that time, we just put it into an actual physical resource that anyone anywhere can get a hold of. And since then, we've taken that book and turned it into the Unhindered by Fear book and really revamped it, added a whole new strategy to it. And it's just incredible to see how that has blown up over the course of the last two years now since that book has come out. Wow. So cool. So cool. And I love the adventure part about that. Like seriously facing your fears and taking that into the video. So you're, you're facing your fears all the time, surfing the waves and getting out there, but being able to like show it to the actual audience and those who are facing their own fears and just helping them face it head on, but showing like how you're doing it at the same time too. That's amazing. It was fun. It was a good time. And it was a bunch of random chicks that I pulled together that <laughs> all were a part of it. And we piled into a mom van, a soccer mom van, Love it. where we literally had to take out a seat in the back and squish three of the girls together. <laughs> so fun. We were such troopers. It was the best time. That e-course was a groundbreaking resource that we were able to put together. Yeah. So tangible for sure. And I love how you just like there with the girls, just grabbing a bunch of girls, throwing them in a van. You know, you mentioned this in the book, but it's all about community and like facing your fears. You have to have a group around you to do it with, to do life with. And so the resources that you have, but then also finding that community is huge. Absolutely. Yeah. It definitely makes it a lot easier. I mean, we can try to face these on our own. And I do think that there are some fears that are maybe just between you and God that we sometimes rely too much on others in certain areas where we're just wanting everyone's opinion and give us the formula and stuff. And God's just like, Hey, 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 I actually, we got this, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I find that there are moments where I have a fear and I'm like, ah, I'm I'm really intimidated to share this. I don't want anyone to know. I'm afraid of it. And that's what turns into an insecurity is when we're trying to hide our fear. And uh, I think there's so much strength when we do expose those weaknesses. Yeah. And that reminds me, there's a part in your book where you talk about, I think her name's Alexis and how you were climbing the mountain and how you came upon her and she had like a panic attack and her husband or boyfriend at the time went up without her. How <laughs> you were like, I would ditch that guy. <laughs> I would so ditch him. <laughs> they were married, so she couldn't ditch him, but I would have had some words for him. How dare you leave me? I'm <laughs> <laughs> sure she did. But like how, you know, she's sitting over there and you guys don't know her from anybody. And you spoke words into her and encouraged her. So then she could complete the summit and like have this beautiful moment just right. because you encouraged her through this fear of heights or whatever it may have been of why she couldn't complete that. Absolutely. And what we found in that moment was that helping someone achieve their dream and helping someone overcome their fear exponentially created more value for our own dream. Hmm. Getting to the top for ourselves would have been so satisfying, but when we stopped and we took time and we leaned into what this woman was going through and just listened and we maybe talked for five minutes and she was just wide eyed, like, who are you? How are you saying this to me? And I can't believe you believe in me, but for some reason I'm willing to, you know, at least hype with you for a little bit. And 
that is all the courage that she needed to accomplish it. Mm. And yeah, it was really cool to see the effect that our presence had on her finding her own inner strength that she already had, you know, and the courage that she already had in taking the steps. But then watching her husband's reaction when she was coming up and <laughs> I, it was so cool. I don't know if I put it in there, but I was in front of her at first. And then I said, Hey, let's get this on video. You go in front of me. I'll grab your phone. I'll record this. You go surprise your husband. So as she's hiking at the top, her husband starts to come down and he sees her and he's freaking out. And ah. I got the whole thing on video. And at the end, she did say she would name her first child after me. So no <laughs> I'm expecting it was it was funny, but it was just such a beautiful moment, you know, to just see wow, her story would have been different in the end. Yeah. Like if we hadn't stopped, she would have come off the mountain constantly thinking, why did I give up? I was almost, there was 30 minutes. She was 30 minutes to the top and she almost, her story would have been different, but because we stopped her story is now the most epic thing. She'll be able to tell her children and great grandchildren one day. And so how cool is it that we can actually change people's story when we just stop and listen and lend our strength as they're struggling? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And how that story, it could have been so different, but that would have had so many different, um, it would have been a domino effect. You know, it would have been just the mountain that she wasn't able to conquer. That would have been a constant theme with other areas in her life. And the fact that she was able to like conquer that one huge thing, which climbing a mountain is a big deal. I don't know if, you know, our listeners have ever done it before, but even like a small one, you're still like the rocks are coming out beneath your feet and that you, you still get these little heart moments where, but the, the summit is unbelievable and it's totally worth the journey. Yeah. Such an amazing story. You'll have to check out the book to read it. (laughs) It's a good time. I love this portion in the book. It just makes me giggle for many reasons. But you state in here, you have the fear itself. So fears to conquer. And then you have these action items. So you have the action items where you're like supposed to actually take action and do a step for a day. And in that, you title it, get the fear out of your head, but F in parentheses. So get the F out of your head. But you are doing a play on words of fear and fantasy. For our saucy Christian women, you might think it's (laughs) something a little different, but it still makes me giggle. So what are you saying there when it's the fear and the fantasy and how they interject and they play together. What are your thoughts behind that? Okay. So I actually have a really funny story of how I came up with that. I was dog sitting for my sister and my brother-in-law and I am a terrible sleeper when I am home alone. I cannot sleep. I just have so much anxiety and I know it sounds crazy, but I always think someone is going to come get me. (laughs) (laughs) They are out there and they want me, the mafia, gangsters. I don't know who they are, but I've always felt just like I am on the hit list and they're coming for me. I'm going to get traffic. Like something is going to happen while I'm here by myself. Like they know I'm alone. And so even though I had like this insanely intimidating guard dog that I was watching, it did not matter. (laughs) I was still like, couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was just wrought with anxiety. And so I was, of course, just laying there wide-eyed open. It's like 3 a.m. And I'm just so mad at myself that I can't sleep. Every little noise, I'm like running to the window, looking out the window. Who's that? Who's driving by? Why are they driving by at 3 a.m.? Like, what do you need to do at 3 a.m.? There's nothing open. What are you doing? 
clearly you're spying on me. <laughs> I'm like, I might need to get this checked out by like a psychologist or something. I need help. I'm going crazy. Yeah, I really was. And it was just so bad. And I'm lying there and I'm like, what is wrong with you, Esther? You were like going nuts right now. And I ended up opening up the Bible app and it was like the verse of the day. It was in Romans and it said, the mind that is guided by the spirit is of peace. And I was like, my mind is not being ruled by anything other than demons right now. And I do not have peace. And so I was just like, Esther, you need to realize there is fear in your head and you need to get the fear out of your head. You need to get out of this stuck mentality of this fantasy that's in your head that you are really just buying into this fantasy and you're believing these lies. So obviously not going to happen, but you are so convinced of it because you are both in your head and you're interacting with that fantasy as if it's real. So that phrase, get the F out of your head just came to me because it was just like, I need to get this fear out of my head and I need to let the Holy Spirit give me a mind of peace and be the ruler in my mind. I'm letting this fantasy rule my mind right now. I'm letting this fantasy take control over every part of my body, not just my imagination. Like for fun, it is like destroying because if you don't sleep, it ruins your whole day. Oh yeah. It sets you so off. And so that kind of just really resonated with me. And I wanted to put it in the book because I think it's so important that we recognize sometimes we partner with these pictures in our head and we develop these storylines and these fantasies that we're so convinced are going to happen. And we make assumptions based off of our fears and lies that are deep seted in us. And we need to really learn how to get out of our head and really dig up those roots of fear. Mm -hmm. So good. And I just love that correlation of the fantasy. And I haven't really thought of that before because that's what it is. That's all fear is, is this make-believe thoughts, make-believe stories that we're doing in our head. Like the fear isn't actually there. Like as you're sitting there, most of the time the fear isn't there unless you are like, I don't know, jumping from a plane or something, you're in real fear right now. Like that's legit. Right. But (laughs) there's a difference. Yeah, There's a difference. But for the most part, we are living in a fear of just what may be, which isn't the reality of that moment. And being able to distinguish that that's a fantasy and not actual reality is huge. Yeah. That's like one of the first steps for it. Yeah. That's huge. Speaking of steps... You talk about six practical strategies for finding freedom from fear in your book. Can you walk through those? How the listeners and even myself can do them and then some tangible action steps with them. Yeah, I will. I think each one of these steps you could talk for hours on (laughs) because I think that a lot of times we grow really familiar with terminology, but not actual definitions. Or actually like understanding, okay, what does that actually mean? We're just like, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Of course, I'll just touch on them. But yeah, I definitely encourage you even, you know, check out the e-course really takes you in. We actually hike all through Yosemite and we stop all along the way and we dive into each one of these different steps. So it's like the way that I have it laid out for people who haven't seen it in the book or in the Devo on the Bible app, there's a diagram that comes with it. And it's this layout that 
creates these base camp steps on a mountain. And so the idea is that you're taking one step at a time to conquer this mountain of fear. Conquering it is just part of it. You know, like reaching the top, you're experiencing the freedom of your fear, but achieving your dreams is going a whole length further, getting off the mountain and lending what you learned to the next girl that's right behind you facing that same fear. The first step is recognizing your insecurity. And a lot of times we don't think about fear as an insecurity. We just think, oh, I'm feeling afraid of this. And so we think about the feeling that we're going through and it's all this external emotion. But really, that's just the trigger for what is something so much deeper. So there's an insecurity in us. And really, insecurity is a filter and a mask that we wear because we're at fear of being exposed to danger. So say that you are insecure about, well, actually, I'll take my story because I actually, I taught on this one in the e-course. My whole message was on insecurity. I talk about how when I was a little girl, I actually went through a freak accident and I was attacked by our family cat. The cat ran up my face and my whole face was scarred from nine until years. Oh my god! And I had to get plastic surgery. I had to like go through all this stuff and it was really traumatic. And so I'll never forget the moment where I was laying there right after everything happened. And I'm nine years old. I know nothing of the world except for joy, happiness, butterfly, rainbow, yeah. sports, like the best childhood ever. And I am laying there and I hear this voice say, you will never be beautiful. Mm. And so from that day forward, I partnered with that voice of shame which is really the root of insecurity that shame changes your identity. It tells a lie about who you are. And now for the rest of probably the next 15 to 20 years, I wore a mask to hide that shame, which is, was my insecurity. So I totally believed I would never be beautiful. I said, okay, if I can't be beautiful, then I'm going to be the most competitive girl you'll ever meet. I'm going to beat the boys at every sport and be better than them because I'm never going to be perceived as beautiful. So I have to create these other ways to get their attention. And it's like such an innocent mind that Mm -hmm. created that, you know, but that's how the enemy works is he gets you early on in life to plant those seeds and those lies. And so there's a lie at the root of that insecurity that's connected to that shame. And we're all wearing a mask to shield ourselves from not feeling exposed. So no one knows that we have this shame. So I never acted. Like I didn't think I was beautiful. I acted the opposite. I overcompensated for that. I acted like I was the most beautiful girl in the room. Mm -hmm. I did not believe that about myself. So it took me until it's probably about 25 or later to recognize, wow, I actually hate myself. I have self-hatred. If you were to ask me, Esther, do you believe that you were created in the image of God and you love yourself? I would say absolutely yes. I would never admit at the time that I hated myself because Mm. I just knew my identity in Christ so strongly, but I never believed or saw myself the way he made me, which is so completely different. When you see every aspect, your skin, your hair, your body shape, every part of you, the way God made you, it's such a completely different thing than just acknowledging the spiritual aspects about you that maybe you appreciate. So recognizing that insecurity is the first step so you can actually dig into the root of your fear. And the next step is face your fear. Okay. That just means we're taking a step of courage and we're, we're admitting, you know, we admitted we have the insecurity, but now I'm going to take a step and say, all right, I'm going to have that conversation with that person. 
okay, I'm actually going to go to that company and get that application. And I'm going to fill out this application because I'm not going to allow rejection, the fear of rejection to stop me. So you're starting to position yourself to make a move in facing that fear. And the next step after that is you're going to identify the lie. Like I said, there is always a lie at the root of any fear that you're going through. You know, you said you were dealing with the fear of rejection and just Mm -hmm. reaching out to me. And the lie simply was that maybe you didn't think that I would respond back or that I would think your organization was cool enough for me to be a part of, or Mm -hmm. you didn't think that someone that wrote a Devo on the Bible app would want to partner with you or whatever that was. It's specific to your story, all of it. And it's so crazy how these things sometimes enter our minds, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that we need to identify that lie specifically and know what it was that, okay, yeah, I remember that thought I had. I remember now like what that process was for me and holding me back from doing that. And so we need to identify that lie. And then the next step is we need to discover the truth. Hmm. And the truth is that we were not created to play it safe. We were not created to settle or to give up or to quit the reality of who God made us to be. See, my lie was I'll never be beautiful. But the truth is that I was created in the image of God and that every part of me was beautiful and nothing that could ever happen to me would ever actually change that about me. Hmm. Even if something damaged my physical appearance, that doesn't steal my beauty. It can't because God is the one that gave me my beauty. And so when you recognize the authority of the truth that has been spoken over you, then you realize that any lie actually has no authority against that truth. So when we discover the truth, then there's freedom that comes with that, right? Because then that lie no longer has power over us. And slowly, little by little, each part of this is like a different layer being peeled off, dismantle that fear. And after we discover the truth, then we hit the tip of that mountain, just like Alexis was able to climb up and, you know, and and have this beautiful moment. Well, she discovered the truth that she actually had what it took. She was believing a lie that she couldn't do it, that she didn't have enough strength, that, that she would fall off, that she was really overcome with anxiety. That's why she you know, quit, Mm -hmm. but she discovered the truth. And then she experienced the freedom and the joy on the top of that mountain with her husband. And that's, you know, a beautiful moment where we're like, yes, like I sent the email. We talked, you know, it was all a lie. And that's a fun moment. I love that because that means that now you get it. You have a new authority, you have a new power, and you tapped into that potential, that daring potential within you, right? But now we got to get off that mountain, girl. We got to achieve the dream. We can't stop there. Like, if we just stop there, we would have to set up camp and live at the top of that mountain. That's very isolating. That is very lonesome. That's very self centered of us to just stay there. And eventually it, it would get overcrowded if everybody did that. But no, we make our move back down. And that move back down is actually the hardest part. I know, Erica, I know you and your husband do a lot of hiking, right? Well, we try to, yes. That's kind of up here in Minnesota. But when we travel, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. And I love, you know, you're talking about bringing your little one with you on your your new hiking adventures. That's like my dream. I want like the camper van and all that. (laughs) But you would know that coming down the descent off of these mountains is the most 
painful thing ever. Your bones are pounding into the ground and you're it is tired. Just, you're so tired. You're like, get why did I ever decide to do this? Like yeah. you're you're forgetting about your freedom moment. You're forgetting about all the fun stuff. You're like, this is the worst idea of my life. Mm. You know, on our way off that mountain, we faced a roadblock on our trail where there literally was this huge sign that said roadblock do not pass like enter mm-hmm. at own risk and we're like well now what are we going to do and the other opportunity was we could go down a different trail it would take much longer and it would be a little bit more dangerous at nighttime and i was like guys i know this trail really well trust me we can go and so they're like okay we sort of trust you esther not really but we're gonna go we'll, we'll do it And as we're doing it, we had to run through a waterfall. We had to mount uh, fallen trees, mounds of snow. Like it was treacherous. Oh, goodness. It was insane, but it was such an adventure. And it made the pain subside a little bit. And the focus now was on just the joy of finishing the journey and recognizing by the time we got to the end of it, we were exhausted. We couldn't feel our feet but we had achieved our dream. And that was a beautiful thing. So we conquered our fear and we achieved our dream. And I think that that's the full circle moment. Then when you're walking off the end of that mountain, you're passing by other girls that are, you know, their knees are weak. They are facing that fear. They're so insecure. And you could say, Hey girl, you got this. Here's what helped me. This is my story. And I know you can do it. And that I think is what it's all about. Mm, that's so beautiful. I love how you talked about going down the mountain because you don't think about that, but I experienced that a lot actually with Faith and Gather and you know the fun moments of like, oh my gosh, I overcame that fear. That's awesome. I'm living on this high. And then there's like a reality of, you know, a lot of times in life, there's like an action item that has to go with it. And so then it's like, okay, I conquered that one fear, but now I have to hit this other fear or I have to actually do an action step to like, prove myself like over that fear and how remembering that summit and like the beauty of that and like that helping you fuel your trek down. And then how you were talking about how like you were climbing over trees and you were going through waterfalls, like that's a story in itself. Like that was super treacherous and you were tired and exhausted, but that's part of the story, you know, like that's part of the fun. And just remembering that I love that mountain analogy and the base camps and how each step is just so important and you have to do each one to get up the mountain and get down the mountain because there's two sides to it. Right. And it takes time for each. Right. Good little nuggets. So you were talking about how to face your fears. And as you were saying that, I was thinking, what are some tips? Because that's the hardest part. I think a lot of times is actually making that action step. I think once you've done it, so once you've had that story, like I'm sure for Alexis and the mountaintop, now like she's able to like blaze through some smaller mountains or do other things because she has this empowerment from completing something so crazy and facing that fear. What are some steps for people who maybe haven't had the opportunity to face a fear yet or a big fear yet? Like how do you actually get yourself from like looking up at the summit to like get to? the summit itself? It's a hard question to ask because everyone is so different and every personality is different. Every situation is different and we all find motivation through different ways. And so I I just think to boil it down, you have to want it. 
I mean, a lot of people, surprisingly, even myself included, sometimes we want to be afraid. Our fears comfort us. Hmm. Our fears keep us safe. There is a zone outside of fear that actually is extremely intimidating. And you think the fear itself is intimidating. No, it's like when you start to face it, that's intimidating. And when you think you're not being safe, obviously, you want to run back and retreat. There is a zone outside of when you finally step outside your comfort zone, right? That is the place where you're saying, okay, no matter what it takes, I'm going to go after this. You just have to want it. And I would say, honestly, I would just start with envisioning your future through a new lens. Because like you said earlier, we often stay stagnant and we stay frozen when we're filtering through all of the what ifs. And we're like, well, what if this goes wrong? And what if that falls apart? And what if I get rejected? And what if I fail? And it's like, okay, let's, let's stop the negative chit chatter in our brains right now. And let's, let's envision our future through a new lens of why not? Why not, you know, apply for the job? Why not talk to that person? Why not try a new hobby? Why not move to that place? Why not apply to that school? And let's start envisioning and imagining a new story that we could potentially be a part of and a new outcome that whatever that thing that you're facing no longer has like this negative emotional experience in your brain as you're thinking and imagining it. Because oftentimes, like my situation with the dogs and, and staying home alone, I was imagining this particular outcome. But then when I began to just get a grip and I began to just say, hey, actually, you know what? Let me just imagine myself just totally at peace. You know, angels are surrounding me. This dog, if anyone even tries to come to the house, honestly, this dog (laughs) is going to kill him. Like, let's just be real. So I began to imagine that and it gave me peace. And then I was able to actually move past that. So I think starting there, wanting it and envisioning your future through a lens of hope. I think that changes everything. Hmm. It's like re-envisioning that fantasy. Yeah. Going back to the play on the the F words. Right. Like it's you're still gonna have a fantasy, but it's a fantasy that you create that gives you hope. Right. So like just rewire it, put a new movie in there, move a new story in there, and then create a fun little fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. So I am curious because you have 40 of them listed in the book. What fears resonated with you the most that in the book? I guess I'll start off with mine. I did that seven day to start and I can't remember what day it was, but it was the transitions day, fear of transition, Ooh, Yeah, which I thought about that. And I was like, that's so funny because life really is just a transition. Like the whole thing, we're always in some sort of transition, moving one stage for a little bit, and then we move into a new stage. And it's like just constant with every age that you're in, you know, as you mature, as you get older, as you have a family, if like you grow into different roles in your life, like we're constantly transitioning. And I'm in a transition stage in my life right now. And I didn't, I guess the aha moment for me was, oh, I am in a transition stage. Like I didn't realize it until I read the fear of transition. Like that's where this uneasiness is coming in my life right now is because I'm this knowing that, okay, eventually I'm going to not have the security of 
I put in quotations, my real job, because God's called me to eventually make the full leap into faith and gather. I don't know what time, what the timing is on that, but I know that it's something that he's calling me to do. And so I'm in this transition stage of like, what does that look like right now? And, and, and living in that unknown of not knowing like what to expect in the future. And so I thought it was just really cool with the action steps that you had with that because it just really spoke to me. Let me find them real quick. For that particular one, and I hope it's okay for sharing it. So for the fear transitions, one of the action items was to make a list of how far you've come. So really like to prove to yourself like, hey, I've come so far, which was really great for me because as I overachiever, I forget what I did yesterday. That was great because I've got a new goal, a new mountain to climb, like a new thing. And, you know, I'm setting all these obstacles in my way, forgetting about all these amazing things that I did. I hope at the top of your list, you have the fact that you popped out a baby. Like that should be at the top of your, (laughs) you achieve the, the most epic and extraordinary like that's the best thing fear you could ever face in your whole life so that's all you do you should feel accomplished well thank you thank you yeah I am very proud of my kiddo yes Yes. for sure that is that is a fear for sure you you feel that once you get pregnant you're like oh yeah there's actually an end to this and I don't really like the outcome of that but (laughs) that's yep that is the reality. Yeah. So making a list of how far you've come and then reimagining your future by spending time with God. So like just really reimagining like what that future looks like, that transition. And then writing down one of the things you're most afraid of and then writing down the opposite aspect of that and like how there's truth into that. And then also one of the main ones that is the first point of it that was really good for me, again, overachiever was slowing down. Number one, like to recognize all of this stuff, you just have to slow down for a second and, you know, write down that list, spend time with God and reimagine your future, which then again goes into what we were talking about, like reimagining that fantasy and, and the fear and all of that. So I just thought that was a really good one for me. So I'd love to, to hear, you know, what ones out of the 40 that are in the book, what are fears that resonated with you the most that kind of hit you and hit home as you were creating the book yourself? Oh my gosh. Well, obviously I've been through every single one of them. Otherwise I wouldn't have been able to write about it. Right. (laughs) But that's what I thought was so great is that honestly, everyone, when I was going through the book, I was like, yep, 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 yep. So like for anyone, like you're going to resonate with all of these. Yeah. So if you're, you're totally, you know, messed up and you feel like, ah, I have way too many fears to even start with one. I don't know where to begin. You're not alone. Okay. I'll give you one that has been a journey for me. I really feel like I'm finally starting to break free from is the fear of the unknown. That has always been a hard one for me because I'm such a visionary. I have five-year picture in my head where I'm going. I'm very ambitious. I'm very driven. And I think ahead of like, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, Z in order to get here. But if there's something that happens in my life or there's a situation where I have no control over and I don't know where it's heading, then it's extremely anxiety inducing (laughs) and causes me to question everything about my life. And yeah, it's, it's very, very, very hard for me to trust God in those seasons. But that's, that's the premise of trust, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not in your own understanding. 
there's no understanding to lean on because Mm -hmm. you're trusting God. If you had understanding, you wouldn't need to trust God. If you had all the answers, you wouldn't need to trust God. And not that God doesn't want to give us answers, but he wants himself to be the answer. Mm -hmm. And so that's always been my issue is I've just had to learn how to humble myself and really trust the process, slow down. And I think that transition part of Devo, I think I wrote about my move to Miami. Yes. That was that moment for me that I turned this corner in my life. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm at the end of the road. There's no road in front of me. There's no vision. I've had the vision my whole life. And now where is it? It didn't happen by default. It happened intentionally as I felt God lead me. I was living in California for seven years and I felt God say, go back to Miami. I want you to just wait for me there. I want you to work on your next book and just wait for me. And like, don't apply for jobs. Don't sell everything that you own. I want you to just pack your whole life in your car and just drive off into the sunset with me and wait for me. And I'm like, okay, so like one, two months, like a couple weeks, what are we talking? <laughs> and it was just a train wreck, <laughs> but in a good way, it was wrecking all my preconceived ideas, all my addictions with religion and control. And God's just saying, I'll never give you anything apart from myself to cling to. He spoke to me on my way to Miami. And that was my learning to cling to him season where it was just like, every day was different. Every day was like a guessing game of what could have happened. And I've never been more rejected in my life. I applied for like a hundred jobs. I got rejected for every single one of them. Like it was a joke. It was a laughable season where you were literally crying. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Like depressed, all of it. But yet the presence of God was so sweet and all I needed and so much revelation, so much life change and transformation happened. And in those seasons of transition, that is where the crushing happens and anointing comes out of crushing. Mm. You know, it's like you're producing that new wine, you're producing that fresh spirit of just the pureness of the goodness of God. He's good no matter what. His goodness isn't contingent on our life experience. He wants us to have a good life experience, but even if it's not good at a certain time, his goodness is still there. Yeah. And it's still accessible. And so we need to learn that. So that season really taught me how to trust the unknown and be okay with any outcome and trust myself. God really taught me, Hey, Esther, I trust you. You make good choices. You make good decisions. And I trust you to make a decision on this. I'm not going to give you the answer. You make the choice. I'm going to show you that I'm waiting for you in your future. I'm going to show you that I'm on that path. I'm going to show you that my presence goes with you. I'm going to show you that my peace is enough. I'm going to show you that it's all working together for my good. And so um, that one has been beautiful. And I feel like I'm finally kind of almost on the other side of that one. There's still some challenges Mm -hmm. here and there. But quite recently, I've been realizing I had a lot of fear of being loved. And I think that kind of some of that stemmed from my childhood and and that event that happened. It took place in my childhood. But I never realized how much of my independent spirit and my ambitiousness and my drivenness kind of created this really huge wall around my heart and didn't really allow me to be as vulnerable in relationships and let people love me because I felt like independence was more important and and more praised and more rewarded than dependence on someone. Mm. And I felt like that was looked down upon or I felt like that was bad or that was unhealthy in a relationship. I shouldn't depend on anyone. I need to be independent. 
And so really getting to the heart of that right now has been fun. You know, I'm like, wow, uh, I never knew I was this messed up. This is, <laughs> this is, uh, okay. I thought I had it all together. I'm not going to lie. Like this is new to me. Uh-huh. Don't you love those moments? I wish I'm like, wait, I thought I was the perfect one in this situation. Like, <laughs> How am I? How am I not the perfect one at this? So, so yeah, it's a wake up call for sure. But I'm really beautifully kind of coming undone in that process. So that's one I'm working towards. Mm. I love how you said beautifully coming undone because there's certain areas right now in my life that God's working on me, and I don't recognize what they are yet, and I don't think I'm supposed to. But you know, it's some of those like undone moments. And I think you talking about the love thing, I was like. Oh, and I think this will resonate with some of the listeners too, as you were like talking through like the independent thing and yeah. you're saying that I was like, oh yeah, that might be one I need to unpack as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no. Oh, oh no. What am I doing? I didn't realize that was, okay. Write that down. That's one we'll start working on a little bit later, but like those ones that we don't realize that they're fear and yeah. we just kind of cope with them and live our day-to-day life. And you know, life's just a journey and we'll get through it. As you were saying all that, it reminded me of another quote that you had in the book that I just thought was so good. And I was like, it's so applicable. Fear creates resistance. And sometimes resistance is the very thing we need to dig deep and become who we were created to be. And like, we all hate resistance and we all yeah, hate- Yeah, like, that's not fun. <laughs> no, it's not fun. And it's like, a beautiful fear, quote, a terrible experience. Yes, exactly. Yes, amen, girl, seriously. But- <laughs> Like that's just, I mean, with Faith and Gather, there's a ton of things that like I have to face my fears all the time and just like pray through them. And, you know, people say like, do it afraid. And I really do just have to do it afraid. But like, it's that resistance. It's hitting that wall. It's like hitting this, like, I don't really want to do it. But it's in those moments where God is refining me and God is growing me to whoever he wants me to be and however he wants me to grow this company or whatever it may be in life, you know, having that resistance without that resistance, then like we're not growing and we're not, we're not doing anything. So like fear, although it's a bad thing, like recognizing it and working through it is actually a good thing. That resistance, as you said, right. It makes you dig deeper when you don't want to dig deeper. Yeah. I think it unlocks who you were created to be. Mm-hmm. Every time I do a group session, and I think it's also in the, um, there's a leader guide that comes with the e-courses and it's in the leader guide, I believe. And I always ask this question before we start, I say, what's your biggest fear? What's your greatest dream? And I have the girls write it down on separate pieces of paper. And then I have them go around in a circle and they share them. And I say at the end, and it never fails, always at the end, I go, do you realize how correlated your dreams and your fear are? They are attached at the hip. They are the yin and the yang. They are the complete contrast and opposite because that fear was tailor-made for you. That fear was tailor-made for that dream. Mm. That fear is not random. That's not just a random fear you just thought of. No, what resonated as the greatest fear that came to the top of your head in this moment was the thing that's holding you back from that great dream, whatever it is. That's who you were created to be. You know, it's not your greatest dream is to travel the world. You know, it could sound something like that. But even to the core of that, you have a heart for nations. You have a heart for people. You have a heart to see the world 
to not live a small life. Like there's so much you can unpack in that. And then you could have a fear simultaneously of flying. You could have a fear, you know, of like, of, you know, being in a claustrophobia. It could be something so practical, not something spiritual and deep and emotional, but like, yeah, that fear was tailor made for you to stop you from being who God created you to be. And that's why Fearless Co. is not just face your fear. No, it's face your fear, achieve your dreams so that you can tap into that full God daring potential on the inside of you. And that's when we come alive is when that moment happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Satan's going to try to get us where he knows it's going to hurt the most. Yeah. And, and for me, just personally, like I have always, I, I'm a very like introverted individual. Um, I'm not now I've grown out of that. I'm an extrovert by nature, but I like to recover quietly. <laughs> um, but like down to my core, I am. And so since I was little, like I would just hate raising my hand or if a teacher called on me, I would hate to have like the eyes on me. And growing up transitioned into like speaking in public, like just not liking that. And mm-hmm. and God has always been putting me in positions to do that. You know, I have been part of organizations where I had to, you know, speak in front of hundreds of people and be on the news and, you know, which is like in front of hundreds of thousands, millions of people. And so he's called me to things like that. And I get so angry right before it because I get so nervous mm-hmm. and I get so afraid and I literally like just gets so mad. I've told my husband before, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I hate how I always keep getting put in positions like this. And then after I do it and when I'm in it, I get so fired up and I get, I get a ton of energy from it. And then I know afterwards that like, yeah, this is my calling because it gives me this passion and this fire. And like, I know it's my purpose, but until I actually do it, like Satan just keeps kind of coming at me, telling me like, you're not going to be good at it and you're going to stumble your words or you're going to look like a fool or you're not qualified or whatever it may be. And I just keep having to combat that. So as you're talking about that with the two like biggest dream and like your biggest fear, like totally for me, they go hand in hand. Absolutely. And just constantly going up against it and hitting that resistance. But like the key is to work through it and just do it. Mm -hmm. The action part is the hardest, but like, honestly, it can be the easiest too, if you just can get through it because then like all that opportunity is going to be there. Absolutely. We've talked about, you have the Bible app, which is called Unhindered by Fear. So they can find that just by searching, I think just the topic fear and yours is one of the few um, that comes up right away. And it's it's beautiful. It's it's like a light brown with a, a orange and a yellow, just very, very pretty artwork. Oh, I, I love you. it. You can get that for free on the Bible app. And then also you have a book that I know can be found on Amazon. Can that be found on your website as well or any other areas? Yeah, you can go to fearlessco.org or on Amazon. You can just search Unhindered by Fear. Okay, awesome. And so then how else can they connect with you? How can they get the e-course and then social media and all those goodies? There's a couple e-courses we have available. One is absolutely free. That is the adventures uh, on our website. It's uh, fearlessco.org. And then you just click the watch button at the top right hand bot on the website and fill out a little form. And then you get complete access. It's lots of fun, lots of fun little extra footage on there for you to check out. Some bloopers behind the scenes, always a good time. Oh, I always love those. Yes, I love it too. Um, 
I love people that just know how to have fun. Yes. <laughs> right to share their true colors. Yes, yes. So, yes. And then uh, you could also connect with us on Fearless on Instagram. It is fearless.co underscore. I'd also love to just share about our current CEO right now. I'm not currently running things right now. My great friend, Sarah Gallegos, who's located in Nashville. She's an amazing chick and she's spearheading everything at Fearless Co. right now. So you can find her on Fearless Co. Instagram as well and see more of her presence. But she's rocking the house, the Fearless House right now. And then you can email us if you want to connect. It's info at fearlessco.org. We'd love to connect with you guys and share anything, help you through any of these fears that you're walking through. Awesome. Thank you so much, Esther. Really just one thank you for saying yes to my email. I just appreciate that. And I feel like we're going to, like you said, fresh friends. Fresh friends. I love (laughs) that. I'm going to use that now. I'm totally going to use that. We won't be fresh friends after a while. You know, it will be a little bit stale. But in a good a good way, like in exactly. a healthy way, like comfortable way. Like I got you, you know? Yes, yes. I love that. I love that. Yeah, you're going to be my soul sister. That's what I'll call yes. you. Soul sister from California. And you'll have an excuse to go, one, to go out to California, do some awesome hiking, some adventures. And maybe we could do something for Faith and Gather where we just do some kind of fun adventure hike or something. Oh my gosh. Yes. We should just like put the you know word out and say, if you're in the area, come hang. Yeah, it'd be so much fun. I'm so down. Yes, totally. And have some ladies face their fears, get on a summit and just have some fun and girl time and putting it out there in the atmosphere. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Let's do it. I'm so here for it. And also, Erica, I just want to say, you know, I'm so impressed and admire you for the journey that you're on with Faith and Gather and this podcast and love, you know, what you're teeing up for the future. And this is what we need. This is what the world needs to hear more of is conversations like this. And we need more people taking these leaps of faith and facing their fears. And so thank you for what you're doing to discomfort yourself and make the sacrifices in your life, because that's the reality. You know, we talked about coming down that mountain and that's painful. And so I just want everyone to know is that, you know, what Erica is doing, it's awesome. You know, you see the fruit of it and you're listening right now, but there's a price that, you know, is paid in the meantime. And so I want to honor that um, on you. And yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited. We're celebrating, we're in your corner. And that's what this is all about is, you know, that collaboration, that coming together and multiplication of each other's strengths will go a lot further together than we would alone. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. And yes, you were right. Collaboration, support, we are in it together. And that's what Faith and Gather is all about is supporting each other and coming together and wrapping our arms around each other to just support each other in every single area of life. Because as women, we wear so many stinking hats and life can get heavy and life can be good. And just being able to be with each other through all of those times. So thank you so much. And please do reach out to Esther. She, as you can tell, just has a heart of gold and is a fun girl too. Seriously, just want to be hanging out with you all day long. <laughs> oh, thank you. Come on. We're going to make it happen. Real life. Yes. Yes. Seriously. We're writing it down. It, it will happen, but thank you so much. And just so, so appreciate you. Congratulations to saying yes to yourself. Fill it up your cup, feed in your soul. If you want more, head over to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the goodies mentioned in today's podcast. 
Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep you faith-inspired.